0: Welcome to BQ In Depth, I'm Susie Jackson. This podcast is all about inspiring entrepreneurs by helping them share their stories. For the text version and other tales, please visit our website at bqlive.co.uk forward slash audio and tell us what you think on Twitter at BQ Live. In today's edition, John Loveday explains how his harrowing experiences as a rifleman in the green jackets helped him to forge a successful business in the West Midlands.
1: A Business Born from the Carnage of War Read by Caroline Brown Written by Maureen Messent. The genesis of spearhead compliance training came from terrible risks taken in Kosovo, Iraq and Afghanistan. Its founders are likely to become millionaires next year but at high personal cost. Think of a mate's blood smeared over your wrists as you beg him to lie still in the dust legless from the waist down his left arm in a bush behind you. Imagine being so haunted by this scenario that it follows you home to the West Midlands and you wake screaming with fear between sweat-drenched sheets. How would you cope if once you'd sought help you started to sob, tears you never knew you had thickening your voice, snot dripping into your mouth? You, who'd prided yourself on being a macho sort of bloke, who'd been bloodied at Birmingham Irish Amateur Boxing Club, then won silver in the Junior Olympics between 2002 and 2003, there's been sickening times, says John Loveday, aged almost 29. A verbal mixture of laid-back mirth and black coffee's strong intensity as he looks from his rent-free office over St. Philip's Cathedral in Birmingham City Centre. But the trick is to recall everything you've experienced. You've milked all you've imbibed until it's ingrained in how you react. Jack Otter, that man who didn't die in my arms, thank the God in whom I don't believe, still walks beside me. So does Jonathan Horne, one of the five killed in a huge blast. There was plenty he learned as a rifleman in the green jackets in 2009 in Afghanistan. The worst period in military terms recording 14 dead, 33 amputees and 230 woundings. Perhaps I'd been a bit spoilt. My Kosovo stint was a little more than a slightly hairy peacekeeping. Iraq had its terrors from snipers. But Afghanistan and his eyes swivelled back to St. Philip's. I didn't know what waited for me there. Dad and me, we were a one-parent unit. The old man taught me to cook, iron, hang my clothes up, never to leave home without polishing my shoes. All what I thought were boring and unnecessary until I enlisted at 16 and saw the mother's young treasures being bawled at because they'd never made a bed. By 2009, as he watched the shattered Jack Otter airlifted to what turned out as recovery, Loveday tussled with the notion that he'd reached the most dangerous of combat mindsets. I'd started to believe I was invincible. Invincible to snipers. Teflon coated. When Jack fell, I'd been knocked off my feet. Temporarily deafened. I had a brain bleed. I felt my luck was running out. It was time to leave. When I spoke to Dad, he never gave a hint of his relief. Just the usual. Whatever you think, best son. Back home, unpacking in Hampton and an Arden came the first hint of trouble. His dad's recollections of his own days at the Coldstream Guards before he became a Birmingham drus Driver, no longer enthralled Loveday, consumed as he was with unexpected flashbacks of death and mayhem. It got to the point where his dad would walk into his bedroom in the small hours to wake him up with the words, you've been screaming again son. There was the social isolation of civilian life too. Years of living in close contact with the other men, had forged trust and friendship, now he was alone, out of touch with his peers from Smithwood School, deeply depressed, ill-tempered to the point of snapping at his father. This was the point when, taking himself to his doctor, he owned up about his mental turmoil and was diagnosed with post-traumatic stress. This led to what Loveday calls magic brainwashing, where he'd sit in front of rows of LED bulbs and tell an army psychiatrist what combat thoughts passed through his mind. This was EMDR, Eye Movement Desensitisation Reprocessing Gadget. Put simply, it rinsed away the images that crept up on him round the clock and it took just three hourly sessions to lay his ghost to rest. The weirdest aspect of this was its uncovering a fear so deep when I lay beside Jack that I'd never faced up to it. I was convinced his grenade, by then under his body, would explode, taking me with it. All would be well, he thought, as he left after his final magic rinsing session. It wasn't. Chelmsley Wood Job Centre couldn't help. Loveday was told that despite all his army-taught skills, he wasn't qualified to practice them in civilian ambiences. But they knew people who could, right next door too, at the government-backed, per People Development Group. He was soon working again, but still on the first rung of civilian life rushed off for first aid training, security work, hotel safety work and private investigation procedures, everything he'd done in the army under different guises in fact. His certificates started to mount up. I was feeling better all the time, Loveday says, but I wasn't happy, until I was sent to take photographs showing a couple of disability claimants were lying when they said they could both hardly move. I'd trailed them from their home, which they'd loaded with tables and a roulette wheel. They were the entertainment laid on for a birthday party and were acting as croupiers. Entrance was by invitation only, so I kissed the girl on the door, told her to pass it on to the birthday girl and slipped inside. Wearing the posh suit I carried in my van, of course. I hadn't lost my edge. For the first time since leaving the army, I felt happy again. Motivated. Next came the boy's own job he landed himself. Wait for this. Chasing Somalian pirates away from shipping off the East African coast. Big money, Loveday says. But the only pirate vessel we came across was a leaky tub whose mariners looked as if they needed rescuing rather than chasing. By now he'd met up with Paul Hood, just a couple of years older, who had near misses similar to his own during his stint in the Royal Regiment of Fusiliers, and they put their heads together, seeking work on a laptop at Hood's home. Their only ammunition this time was a packet of business cards. Four pound for a hundred. They wanted work, yes, But then came a Virgin Mary and Angel Gabriel moment. John were being a couple of plonkers, Hood told Loveday across the cramped room. There's firms out there with one third of our experience and training who get paid £2,500 per trainee per course they provide. Hood, by the way, is now Loveday's fellow partner in spearhead compliance training. A backroom power who says he prefers to leave the front of house to Loveday Also, by the way, that spearhead name comes from military speak, spearhead lead element, which signals a moment's notice to move. And move they did. After training a handful of staff for the Principal Haley Hotel chain, its human resource manager told them that they were the first truly professional outfit he'd come across. Their reputation spread by word of mouth. Needn't have spent that four quid on business cards, says Hood but they're still £6,000 in the red by the end of the first year and still needed to eat. Then NatWest Bank was not only used them as personnel trainers under their entrepreneurial spark project, but made them part of an accelerated support scheme under the aegis of NatWest, RBS and KPMG. That's how spearhead compliance training officers are above the RBS in St. Philip's Place, free for the moment while the company take off. That disheartening £6,000 in the red soon changed to £30,000 in the black as they signed up 125 qualified trainers. In truth, it was 124 trainers. The only chap Loveday had admitted to interview face-to-face turned up and effed and jeffed at his trainees. I got my one and only complaint, says Loveday. I took a chance and landed myself in the what's-it. Lesson learnt. Next to come calling was the Ministry of Defence, Who used their courses to train ex-army personnel in civilian work spearhead compliance training has recently completed their 1000th contract and the cash generated not so much satisfactory as a reassuring tsunami but they say that as tyros they're a bit chary of talking figures i would mind terribly they ask but if they just said their training empire includes the staff of 300 care homes clubs retail giants and the leisure industry The Birmingham Rep Theatre is one client. I don't mind, although I do wheedle some figures out of them. Their big break was still to come. Steve Smith, who sold his Poundland business for £50 million, came calling. He invited them to his kidderminster home, liked the cut of their jibs, then did the unimaginable by opening his list of contacts telling them to help themselves. It'll save you hours in getting past the HR people and secretaries he told them. Smith introduced them to the luminaries of the West Midland Safari Park, David Lloyd Leisure, Poundworld, and The Range, the massive retailer with 107 stores throughout Britain, employing 8,500 staff. Get them and you'll do well, he said Smith. Not half they haven't. Spearhead Compliance Training has just landed a contract worth between three and a half million and five million £5,000,000 to train those 8,500 staff over the next five years. Around 1.9 million is signed up for the next 12 months alone, but again there's a slight reticence because Loveday and Hood say, we don't want to come across all smug and brash. With the success has come the awards, Birmingham Business of the Year and Fastest Growing Business of the Year, not to mention Loveday's award in the 60 second pitch, A Minute to Talk Up Your Business. On the horizon is a link-up in Dubai too, and as he helps me on with my coat, Loveday wonders if I'd be interested in hearing that their mentor, Steve Smith, has now bought a one-third share in Spearhead. So you'll be millionaires this current year then, I ask? Not this year, he says. That's laid on for 2017. They were only paying themselves £1,000 a month each while they were in the red. So do they have any immediate plans to splash the cash on goodies? A house and a Mercedes-Benz are mentioned but then Loveday changes his mind again because it might sound boastful. Well if anyone deserves success I say these ex-army boys do. For more information
0: please head to bqlive.co.uk forward slash audio. You can subscribe using your normal podcast reader via iTunes, Stitcher or listen at our website. BQ reaches a diverse audience of entrepreneurs, MDs and CEOs nationwide. We're empowering the business community to embrace growth, reporting on local business success wherever we find it and telling the stories that you won't find anywhere else. For promotional opportunities or to tell your story, visit bqlive.co.uk. From the BQ In-Depth podcast, I'm Susie Jackson.